Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. On today's show, I'm going to talk about deal flow. Deal flow, you ask? What is deal flow? Well, deal flow is opportunity. Deal flow is the result of your efforts to reach out and cultivate quality individuals who are part of your team. And in doing so, they're going to provide to you opportunities in the real estate market. What am I getting at? Well, opportunity. That's really what I'm getting at. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The, the markets right now are, are very, very interesting. Um, as, as some of you that listen to the show regularly know, I recently put a couple of my investment properties on the market. Um, I was kind of going back and forth between the concept of let me fix them up so that they essentially become turnkey for somebody and sell them that way. Or I look at what the property is realistically worth right now, what it could be worth fixed up. And in doing so, what is the cost associated with getting it fixed up? And is there any real return on the investment for me? What we found was this. The properties that, that we put on the market, we decided we would market them as is. In other words, um, they're, they're rental properties. They, uh, the systems in them are all functional. We, we take care of everything. If it breaks, we fix it. Uh, we're not slumlords, so everything is in good working order within the property. Now, some of the systems might be a little bit older. Um, I think, uh, yeah, well, let me just be real clear with you. I, I own three duplexes. We decided to put two of them on the market to see what would happen. And we marketed the properties as is, uh, giving an investor an opportunity to come into those properties, do whatever improvements they felt was necessary, um, and 
to be honest with you, there is opportunity in these particular properties to push rents higher. But in order to push rents higher, you would have to go in and you would have to do some things to to fix that property up, to, to command a higher rent price than what we're receiving right now. So we decided that there's great bones on the property properties, I should say. And we went ahead and we marketed those properties. We, we came up with a price point that we thought was, was very fair and very, well, not, I won't say aggressive, but uh, very competitive in the marketplace. And here's the result that we received. We put the properties on the market Monday. On Tuesday, we had three showings of the properties, which resulted in multiple offers. And today, we have an additional three showings scheduled, uh, which may or may not result in any additional offers. The, the good thing is this. We've attracted the right types of investors. We've attracted individuals out there that recognize that these properties have potential. These properties have opportunity. And as a result of that, we got great offers. Um, I, I got one set of offers. Basically, what, what happened was the individual um, figured out that I had the third property and basically made me offer on all three properties, even though I, I didn't put the third property on the market. Uh, they came in a little bit lower than I was asking. And I said, okay, well, you know, let's, let's see what happens. Well, lo and behold, uh, yesterday evening, I received full price offers, all cash, close in two weeks uh, on the two properties that are listed. And right now, those are the properties that we're, we're considering taking the, the offer on. We just wanted to be fair to the other investors that, that took time out of their schedules to inspect the properties, to actually come to the properties and, and look at them. Uh, plus, it's a seller's market. So, you know, I want all best and final types of offers. I, I want investors to tell me what they're willing to do. But right now, I'm, I'm sitting in a good place. So whatever we choose to do, whatever the outcome is of the opportunity for putting the properties on the market, we're going to move forward. Now, because we've owned these properties for a long period of time, what we realized, and, and we is not me and the mouse in my pocket, we is my wife and I, we, we sat down last night and we talked a little bit about what do we do with the proceeds. And we have an estimated net gain that we anticipate receiving. Now, we've owned these properties for a long time time. We've owned them for 18 years. So one of the things that we have to take into consideration is what will be the potential capital gains on the property and what will be the potential uh, recaptured depreciation on the properties because we've, we've depreciated them for 18 years and therefore our, our concern there is that that recaptured depreciation um, is going to swell up a potential tax liability. Now, one of the things that we did and we made the decision on last night was that we're going to move forward with doing a 1031 exchange on these properties. In other words, what we plan to do is we plan to defer the not only the capital gains, but the uh, recapture depreciation on these properties and move the monies or the gains from the properties that we're selling to other investors and move them into properties that we will acquire as replacement properties. Now, there's there's a lot of rules associated with that. I mean, the, the government 
is very clear. They say you can do these things. This is totally legal. They, they, as a matter of fact, they, they endorse it. I mean, they're, they're, they're behind it a hundred percent. That's why the 1031 tax rule is in effect. That's why it's been in effect for over 90 years. So, you know, what I did was I immediately this morning realized that I needed to activate another member of my team. I had to get in touch with Luann because I know Luann does 1031 exchanges for Lifestyles Unlimited members. As a matter of fact, I sat in the class that she provided at the expo last year, and I got a lot of great information, and now it's time to act. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to get into some of these opportunities that are coming across my desk that I need to consider. We'll be back right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talk 13-7. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about opportunity. And, you know, I learned a long time ago that opportunity knocks on your door very frequently. It's it's just that we tend to not open the door. We may not be prepared to open the door. We may not be in a mindset to open the door. Um, or we just may not be financially in the right place in order to open the door. But I believe in the abundance mentality. I believe that opportunity knocks on your door every day. And when you believe in that type of mentality, when you understand that there's not a scarcity of investments out there, it really changes your horizon. It really allows you to understand that there is a way forward for you. I know I'm getting a little cerebral on you guys. Sorry about that. Anyhow, what I wanted to do was I wanted to share with you some of the opportunities that have been coming across my doorstep. These are opportunities that are provided to me by realtors that I've essentially cultivated. These these are folks that are out there looking for properties that meet criteria that I set, and they send me opportunities when they come across them. When they find one that you know meets my investing goals or objectives, they shoot it to me. Now, I haven't been in a position 
to take advantage of a lot of these opportunities. Um, and, and that's okay. That's totally okay. I've, I, I was in a place, well, I'm still in that place that we call, well, it's, I'm going to try and be clean here. Basically, it's a situation where you've deployed all of your capital. So all of your money is out there working on your behalf. Now, some of you might think, well, why are you wasting the time of these agents sending you leads on properties that you can't pursue? Well, I don't think they're wasting their time because what they're doing is they're finding properties that meet my criteria, but I'm not the only person that they're sharing that information with. The quality real estate agents that I have cultivated, that I've made relationships with, understand that I'm an investor. They understand that there will be time periods where I'm, you know, ready, willing, and able to move forward with investing, and there will be time periods where I'm not. And I'll be upfront and honest with you. It's good for me to see opportunity coming across my desk because it's with all the opportunity that I've seen over the past three months, even with the whole COVID-19 thing, that I realize that the real estate investing world in the residential section, it hasn't slowed down. I mean, we, 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 well, let me, let me qualify that a little bit. It appeared to be slowing down, but it really didn't. It's almost like it took a pause, like everybody was waiting for the market to collapse or do whatever the market might've done. And the market has remained very healthy in the residential sectors. I mean, we're experiencing a seller's market with real estate, that's opportunity. That's opportunity to divest certain assets that may not be producing for you what other assets could provide. And really that's, that's the thought process going through my mind over the last three months. I was looking at deals going, if I had the money right now to inject into that deal right there, I would actually be receiving better returns on my investment than where my money is currently invested. And that's the case with these duplexes that, that I own. I bought these things a long time ago. Uh, one of them I bought 21 years ago. We, we didn't put that one officially on the market. That one is, is kind of in reserve right now. But the two that we did put on the market, we've owned them for 18 years. And to be upfront and honest with you, we bought them in a period in our life where we didn't know what the heck we were doing when it came to real estate investing. We understood somewhere in the back of our minds that real estate was the path forward. We understood that, you know, what is it? 70, 80% of all millionaires in the United States are millionaires because of their real estate assets, because of their real estate holdings. So we understood that part, but we didn't understand the fundamentals. We didn't understand cash flow. We didn't understand equity capture. We didn't understand 
all of the, well, we kind of understood the, the tax benefits, but what we did understand is we understood that real estate had a tendency to go up over time and appreciate. That was about all we understood. And we also understood that when you made your mortgage payments, a portion of that mortgage payment goes to principal, which reduces the amount you owe, thereby increasing your equity. So we, we kind of we understood about half of it, to be honest with you. And we overpaid for these properties. We, we bought them using no money down techniques, which, which created a, another problem for us after we had acquired those properties. And we operated them in a negative cash flow basis because, I mean, where we were at, we were in California. And, you know, when you talk to people in California about investing in real estate, cash flow never comes up. Actually, it does. It does come up. It comes up in the form of trying to endure negative cash flow on a monthly basis while you're hoping that your property appreciates. I mean, that's, that's pretty much in a nutshell the way people invest with the California mindset. I mean, that's the mindset that we had. I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying that's just the way it is. So as I reviewed these opportunities that kept showing up, I, I started realizing that I would be better off if I were to liquidate the properties that I have and I reinvest them into other properties that would return better returns for me. So we started down this road. I mean, literally last weekend, we were working with our, our realtor, uh, outstanding person, understands the, the investment market. I mean, we, we look, trust me, we looked hard and long for her and we found her and, you know, she understands the market. She understands what's going on in the market. She, she, uh, is specialized in investment properties. She doesn't go out and sell people their principal residences. And, you know, she understood what we were trying to do. She helped us to understand the value of the properties. In other words, what they're potentially worth in the, in the marketplace. And because we marketed them correctly, we put them on the market, we're, we're receiving outstanding results. And with those results, we're, we're looking at a capital gain and we're looking at, you know, the, the potential for depreciation recapture. So that number is kind of high. Now, in order to offset that, we're going to do a 1031 exchange on these properties. When we come back from the break, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about some of these opportunities that, that triggered my thought process, and I'll talk to you a little bit about that 1031 exchange process. We'll be back right after this. Talk 13.7, the right choice. We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. So here's some of the opportunities that caught my eye. Um, these, are, these are different opportunities that came in literally um, over the last couple of days. And here's one from, uh, well, Karen sent me this one. She's, she found a property that has an after repair opinion. In other words, what it's all fixed up. Once once it's all fixed up, what it's worth in the particular neighborhood it's it's in. And the after repair 
price opinion is about $180,000. That's what she thinks fair market value is for that property all fixed up. Now, the asking price for the property is $113,500. And I'm not sure if this is a wholesale deal. I'm not sure if this is an MLS deal. To be honest with you, I really don't care. There's there's different ways to approach uh, going after the deal, depending on how it works. But what she's recommending is that you acquire this particular property, you use hard money to do so, um, you get the property all fixed up, and once it's all fixed up, it's going to have that, that after repair value of $180,000. And based on the value of the property all fixed up versus what you can acquire it for at $113,500 plus the cost associated with the repairs, et cetera, et cetera, she anticipates the uh, capital gains to be about uh, $22,000 on this property. That's what she's, she believes the uh, captured equity will be. She also believes, based on uh, rent comps that she ran in the area uh, for a fixed-up property, that your cash flow on this property would be about $300 a month, and your estimated cash-on-cash cash return would be 21%. In other words, that's the amount of money your money is earning based on doing this deal. Now, here's here's the neat thing about this deal. She believes that your cash out of pocket to do the entire deal, and that's using hard money and then followed by conventional financing on the back end for your long-term financing, is going to be about $17,000. So by injecting $17,000 into this deal, it can return a positive cash flow of about $300 a month and give me a return of 21.1% money. That's pretty interesting deal. It, like I said, it definitely caught my eye. Um, there were a couple that came in from Casey, and on this particular deal, what I saw was this. The uh, after-repair price opinion on the property, in other words, all fixed up, is $160,000. The asking price on the property is $75,000. This property definitely has a lot of problems associated with it. Um, and when Casey sent me the, the information on the property, he sent me a picture of it, and I'll tell you, this house looks very, very sad. I mean, it looks very, very sad. And, you know, just just looking at it, uh, just the picture of it alone tells you volumes about the amount of work that potentially needs to be done on this property. The first thing I notice is that you know the the roof it's it's showing all kinds of signs of of age. That roof has probably been there longer than it was ever intended to be. The exterior of the house it, it's it's dingy. There's some overgrown. Uh, plants and things like that definitely needs paint needs to be cleaned up a little bit um, and then he sent a video where he actually walked through the property i'm not going to get into that video but there were a lot of things that he pointed out on this particular property that were wrong and this particular property based on the conversation i had with casey is it's it's going to take a lot of work and that work doesn't scare me because I have built a team of people that are fully competent and capable to go in there and do the work that needs to be done on the property in a timely manner so that I can get the property fixed up and uh, get it rented out to a high-quality resident on the back end. But let me give you some of the numbers on this thing. He estimates the, uh, the captured equity to be, be about $20,000. 
um, he anticipates that the cash flow on this property is going to be about $300 a month in positive passive income. And for this particular property, when you do it correctly, when you're using hard money in conjunction with conventional financing, it's just going to take about $14,000 to do that deal. So, you know, the, the, the two things that stand out to me between the, the deal that Karen brought me and the deal that Casey brought me is that I can get into these properties for, you know, under what was, what was Karen's? I think it was 16. Let me go back to it. 17. So in either of these properties, my cash out of pocket requirements are going to be $17,000 or less. Uh, I will receive cash flow, positive cash flow of about $300 a month. And my return on investment, on Karen's deal, she estimated, what was it, 21 point something percent? Yeah, she was at 21.1, Casey's at 24.8. So both of these deals really gave me insight as to what is out there for me. And you know, when I sell these duplexes, I will need to reinvest that money into other properties. So I'm I'm potentially looking at, you know, those those are two properties that caught my eye. Now, it didn't end there. No, it didn't end there. Casey sent me another property uh just the other day, and this property has an after repair value of $145,000. Uh, the asking price on the property is 80000 Now, some of you are, are scratching your heads and you're saying, how is it that a property that's worth $145,000 can be bought for $80,000? And the answer is this. The, the property has a lot of issues. Um, the property may, may be, maybe it was tied up in divorce court. Maybe it was tied up in some kind of litigation. Maybe it was tied up in, um, in an estate somewhere. Somebody may have passed away and this, this property, you know, was stuck there in, in, in stasis, so to speak. But what we normally find is this. The majority of these properties usually have some type of deferred maintenance. In other words, somebody owned the home. They lived there probably for the majority of their life. Uh, they, they paid off that note on that property, and they still continue to live there, but they never did the things to keep the property up to date. Maybe they didn't have the money to 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 do those things. I, I don't know what the what the issue was, but because of that, there's a lot of things wrong with the properties that need to be corrected. And because we're not slumlords, we believe in providing the best quality of housing possible to the best quality of resident out there. And that's part of our model. That's how we make this stuff work. But let me just give you the, the numbers on this, this other property that Casey tossed out towards me. He said, uh, after repair value was $145,000. The asking price on this particular property was $80,000. He estimated the, um, captured capital gains or equity capture, I should say, is about 12,260 bucks. The estimated cash flow on this particular property, he, he came in at 328. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, I did a little more digging because I had him send me some additional information. And what he was calculating for a interest rate payment on the long-term takeout financing, he was calculating 5.25%. Um, I know that I'm I can get money for 4% um, based on my credit score, based on other factors and things like that. I'm looking at, uh, and, and the fact that interest rates are very low right now, I believe that 
I can get the money cheaper. And as a result of that, I think I can push that cash flow up to $400 a month. So that's a, that's a better number for me. Casey is very conservative and I love him for that. Um, but that's part of the reason you, you take the numbers on the surface and you sit down and you drill into the deal. Um, his estimation for cash on cash return is about 20.4%. He thinks it's going to take a little bit above $19,000 to do the deal, the, the total cash out of pocket to do that deal. And when I, when I went back and I plugged in my number for cash flow, I, I assumed $400 a month in positive passive cash flow. Uh, what I came up with was this. Uh, let's see, 19, what does he get? 357. Sorry, my, my calculator glitched on me. He estimated about a 20% cash and cash return. My number is closer to 25. So that interests me a lot. Hey, we're going to break. When we come back, I'll talk about that 1031 exchange stuff. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. In the last segment, I was going through some of the deal flow that's come across my desk uh, over the last few days that is, is really um, caused me to sit back and question where I'm at with my single family holdings uh, and one of the things that I have dealt with over a lot of years is that I, I bought some duplexes incorrectly. I, I was following somebody else's map at the time, and you know I held those properties for, for way longer than I probably should have. And as a result of that, um, I'm looking at some potential tax implications associated with that. Now, the, the biggest concern is that I have tax implications of not only capital gains, but I also am looking at recaptured depreciation. So in other words, over an 18 year period, um, my wife and I, we have been depreciating these properties. And although we've made improvements to the properties along the way, we have also continued to take those write-offs because it's helped to offset our other income. So when you get to the point where you're going to sell those properties. The IRS is going to be interested in recapturing that depreciation and charging you tax on it because essentially it's, I won't get into the, the complexities of it because to be honest with you, I'm not fully qualified to, to break all this stuff down for you. That's one of the reasons I've got Luann on my team. She is absolutely the 1031 person that I'm going to go to uh, because she knows how all of this stuff works. She's going to advise me. As a matter of fact, I'm going to get off the radio here in about 15 minutes. Oh, not even 15 minutes, but 10 minutes. And and I've got a meeting set up with her to talk about all the, the different opportunities. So one of the things that we're looking to do is to sell these properties, divest these properties. And then we're going to do one of two things. And we're not quite sure what path we're going to go down yet. And we've got a little time to figure this out. We're either going to take the money, the proceeds from the sale, and we're going to defer the taxes on the sale of that property in the form of capital gains and the form of recaptured depreciation. 
and we're going to move it into other properties, properties that we acquire. And what we're trying to determine right now is whether we're going to stay in single family, in other words, buy some single family properties that will do the the things that I've been addressing in in the show so far. I mean, these are some pretty pretty good cash and cash returns. And I didn't get to the one that Trey sent me this morning where well, I, I just let me tell you. $164,000 after repair opinion. Um, the asking price, $89,000. He anticipates about $24,000 in captured equity. Cash flow on this property, he's estimating at $399. Let's call it $400. Let's just make it $400. It's going to take $21,000 to do the deal. And he's anticipating a cash on cash return of about 23% on your money. So that to us makes sense. Those, those are some of the things that are driving us. The other thing that's driving us is that I believe that the price of single family properties, this is my opinion, will continue to go up. And there's a lot of reasons why I think that. I think the, the number one reason is this, that there, you know, if you look at available properties out there, there's 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 not a lot now there's there's some new construction going on out there but when you look at the new construction for for dwellings the the pricing on those tends to be a lot higher and if you look at what entry level housing prices are they're continuing to escalate in spite of what municipalities are trying to do to establish a a baseline entry point prices are still continuing to appreciate. It has, has to do with inventory. It has to do with demand in the marketplace. It has to do with a lot of things. And it has to do with areas that are growing. Uh, areas that are growing are experiencing a potential shortage of available housing units. So as a result of that, we're thinking that if we go the single family route, we're not going to do duplexes again. We're going to do single family houses because we think that in based on our what we've learned, single family houses have a better potential to appreciate in the marketplace. And the other thing is we don't want to hold these properties for a long period of time. What we want to do is we want to get into those properties. We want to get them all fixed up so that everything that could go wrong in the next three to five years is completely repaired or replaced so that essentially we get a new living unit out of the property. And we'll hold that property for about three, maybe five years, in which case we'll look to sell that property. And, and, you know, over time, that property will appreciate. It'll be about the time when the systems may start to get to the point where maybe I'll have some repairs and things like that. So we want to exit those properties. See, we're going into the next phase of our real estate investing well armed with a serious Lifestyles Unlimited Education behind us. So, you know, the way we approach investing now is completely different than 18 years ago when we bought these duplexes that we're selling. It's just the way it is. The other opportunity that we're, we're looking at is maybe acquiring a small multi-family apartment community. So in other words, instead of going into single family houses, which have a better potential for appreciation over duplexes, that is, 
we may elect to go into multifamily, get ourselves a small multifamily apartment community, and then do the things necessary to force appreciation in the multifamily space, thereby increasing revenues, reducing expenses, getting our net operating income to a point where it increases the valuation of the property. And when we get to that point, the opportunity there is to refinance the property, take our acquisition funds out of the property. In other words, try and get to a point where if we refinance that multifamily property, we're going to take all if not most of our money back out of that property and then go pick up another multifamily property. That's, that's the mechanism for doing things in multifamily. So we've got a real interesting problem ahead of us. Now, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you in this 1031 exchange stuff, there are some complexities there, which is why I've got Luann on speed dial. We're going to talk about after the radio show, uh, we're going to talk about the strategies moving forward uh, in, you know, based on her experiences doing 1031s, things that she can advise us on that are good moves forward. And she's also going to advise us on pitfalls to avoid. So I'm really looking forward to talking to her after the radio show. You know, based on the amount of net proceeds we anticipate receiving on these duplexes. Um, we would need, if we, if we were to buy single family, we would need to purchase more than one single family house because what we're not going to do is we're not gonna go out and buy a property that's all pretty and all fixed up. What we're gonna do is we're gonna buy distressed assets and we're gonna buy them correctly. Um, and we'll need to buy multiple properties because we're gonna buy those properties at less cost than the price that we are selling each individual duplex for. So the IRS allows for, there's rules for that, and there's certain things you can and cannot do, but you can't exceed certain parameters. So these are some of the things we're gonna talk with Luann about. And then we're also going to address the, the multifamily option because, you know, to be honest with you, the multifamily option might be a better path for us to, to go down. The, the key thing is being able to, to find uh, the opportunity in the, the, the size of property that we need. But I'll tell you what, these are great problems. These are great problems. And, you know, the, I'll be honest with you, the fact that these duplexes that I've owned for so long have actually gone up in value. Um, they have essentially just about doubled in price over a 18 year period of time. And although that's created some potential tax problems, what we plan to do is we plan to eliminate those tax problems by deferring those taxes onto the next properties or properties that we acquire. And in doing so, it's going to keep all of our working capital available for us. Yeah, that's, that's how you do it. That's, that's how, I mean, at the end of the day, the tax man wants his or her cut. That's just the way it is, okay? And, and the tax laws are written that way, but they do provide opportunity for you to take a different approach to investing your money. And I think it's pretty cool. I think, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll just tell you, I anticipate about, let me, let me get the number here. I'm going to give you a percent. Um, sorry about that. I thought my calculator was on. It was not. 
I'm looking at about a 70% tax liability off of my net proceeds if I just sold the properties and didn't do a 1031 exchange. And for a very low fee, Luann is going to be able to help me to defer those taxes. And therefore, I'll be able to retain, well, about 100% of my net proceeds and use that for investing purposes. That is the power. So the, the concern I have is what opportunities are out there for me. And based on the information that I receive on a daily basis, opportunities are abounding. And remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.